0: I'm Rob Bass with the Just Right Ranch in Palestine, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today.
1: Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State now here's
2: the host of texas ag today carrie martin hello texas we are locked loaded and ready to roll with another edition of texas ag today all you've got to do is jump on in with me and buckle up we're going to take a ride around the lone star state as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation texas agriculture In the news today, the cattle cycle is alive and well, and we can thank that for these cattle prices we're seeing right now. In fact, we are in record territory on live cattle, both futures and cash. We'll have more on that coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos and from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley.
3: The new season is approaching rapidly, but many Texas High Plains farmers are still having difficulty deciding what to plant i'm james hunt and coming up on texas ag today we'll talk about some of the things that are weighing on producers minds
4: water legislation in the texas legislature that would utilize a portion of the state's budget surplus for water infrastructure projects i'm tom nicoletti and uh, i'll have more in my report when we go to the state capitol in austin
5: on texas ag today those to bend the- Cotton farmers are having to make some difficult planning decisions ahead of predicted rainfall events. This is R.B. Buring reporting from the Corpus Christi area.
2: We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. Cattle prices have been on fire the last couple of weeks with both futures and cash prices nearing record levels. Troy Applehans is a market analyst with Cattle Facts, and he says we can thank the reliable cattle cycle for that.
0: The one thing that's been very consistent historically with regard to cattle markets, and we've tracked this data back to the mid-1800s, is that the cattle cycle is alive and well, meaning that every 10 to 12 years, you'll see a high price to a high price or a low price to a low price. And obviously, these cattle cycles are driven by either economics or environment. And certainly over the past several years, we've had a little bit of both.
2: And the environment part of that equation has been drought.
0: Producers haven't been overly profitable the past several years. They haven't really been unprofitable necessarily, but certainly the drought impact has reduced these numbers. And really the toughest thing about it is the fact that even when these prices do go up, particularly if you're in an area of severe drought, much like the central and southern plains of the United States presently over the past two years, you don't get to participate in those higher prices as well because your inventory is down so low. So that's one of the things and one of the reasons that obviously these prices are higher and we're selling fed cattle for all-time highs this week.
2: That's Troy Applehans with Cattle Facts. He will be a featured speaker at the upcoming Hip Hill County Beef Conference on April 25th and 26th in Canadian. Spring planting is well underway in half of Texas while farmers out west are getting ready to roll. Ron Joyner is an agronomist with Pioneer here in Texas and he says planter performance in the spring will have big effects this fall. You know,
6: carry an old agronomist friend of mine years ago said 80% of our yield is made with a planter. So really a careful inspection ahead of time is real important. You know, make sure that all your linkage is not, uh, there's no slop in it. Make sure that it's all correct and in line. Make sure there's no bends, no rust uh, chains. Make sure they're all lubricated well and in good shape. Always like to check, uh, make sure that uh, your simulation is good on your planter. If you're putting seeds out accurately at the right distance apart plus the right depth, uh, planting depths are very important. And whether or not your planter's running level, you know, when you engage the planter into the ground across the field, it's real important to make sure that, that those planter units are real level and, and secure to make sure you're doing a uniform job.
2: Farmers typically want to get seed in the ground as early as possible, but that is a risk with the cold weather we can get here in April. Joyner says soil temperatures should be consistently above 50 degrees before putting seed in the ground. The new season for Texas High Plains farmers is approaching fast, but James Hunt tells us many of them are having a hard time deciding what to plant this
3: year. We've talked about it before, many Texas High Plains farmers having a hard time deciding what to plant. Jared Blankenship, who farms south of Adrian, says a big holdup is waiting to see some fulfillment on forecasts that suggest we could have a rainier year.
6: There's a little bit of optimism there, but there is that one restraining factor that we haven't seen relief yet, and that is holding a lot of people, myself, back. Uh, Are we going to plant the same corn acres? And and hope, or are we going to back off and move toward more grain sorghum, a slightly more economical crop to produce, and frankly limit our risk. We've been burned the last several years thinking, okay, the drought's about to end, and we'll go ahead and plant, and then things will turn around, and, and it frankly hasn't happened.
3: Blankenship says economics are also a challenge in making decisions about the season to come. Input costs for things like fertilizer and fuel remain high. And then there's those elevated interest rates.
6: In many cases, we're probably looking at doubling of interest rates for operating money that's going to severely hamper what we can and and can't do moving forward.
3: But for Blankenship, with his diversified operation, the bright spot is the way cattle markets are responding to reduced cattle supplies.
6: We are seeing true value for the livestock that remains. Lightweight calves, uh, wing calves are bringing, you know, averaging $1,000 a head. It's been a number of years since we've experienced
3: that. Once again that was Jared Blankenship who farms south of Adrian. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. A bill affecting
2: the state's water supply is making its way through the Texas legislature. Tom Nicoletti goes to Austin for an update.
4: We go to Austin today, and Billy Howe is my guest. He is Texas Farm Bureau Associate Government Affairs Director. And Billy, a a committee substitute Senate Bill 28 by Senator Charles Perry of uh, Lubbock, passed the full Senate, and it's now over into the House of Representatives. What does this legislation call for? that addresses uh, the Texas Water Fund and a new water supply fund.
7: And going into this session, you got $32 billion in surplus. So one of the priorities was to spend some of that surplus on infrastructure needs for the state of Texas. We're supposed to be short of 7 million acre feet of water by 2070. So this bill uh, aims to fill that gap.
4: Yeah, it creates a new water supply fund for various political subdivisions and political subdivisions partnered uh, with water supply corporations.
7: Well, a big part of this new Water supply fund is going to be to focus on non traditional sources of water. So he wants to focus on desalinating marine water, brackish groundwater, and also looking at new technologies like the technology to clean up the water that's used in the oil and gas industry so that it can be used. When it comes out of the ground, it's actually polluted and so it needs to get cleaned up so that people can actually use it. That fund is really going to focus on creating what Senator Perry calls new water. And then another big part of the bill is the Texas Water Fund, and that's going to be focused on rural communities and populations under 150,000 to help them get their projects done. And also, they're losing tons of water through what's called leaky pipes, basically old infrastructure that's leaking. That's Billy
4: Howell. He is Texas Farm Bureau Associate Government Affairs Director in Austin. I'm Tom Nicoletti at the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
2: Coastal Bend cotton farmers are having to make some difficult planting decisions. Harvey Buring has more from Corpus Christi. Well, farming has never been easy. And uh, not only are those
5: work hours long and hard, but often difficult decisions have to be made. And when Mother Nature doesn't cooperate, a wrong decision can be a very costly decision. And it's an all-too-familiar situation here in the last several years for Coastal Bend cotton farmers. No surface moisture to get the crop up in the optimum planting times during the latter part of March finds them having to make tough decisions as to when to put that seed in the ground. April 15th is the final planting deadline for full insurance coverage. And so, all too often, here in early April, Ground has not been planted because there's not good topsoil moisture to get that cotton crop started. And they have to decide whether or not to wait a little longer on some rainfall or to dry plant it in hopes that it will emerge properly. The rain won't be too heavy, too severe to rot the seed before it gets a chance to become Germinated and established. And once again, that's the situation that coastal band cotton farmers have found themselves in here in 2023. As much as 30% of the crop was not planted at the 1st of April in many locations in the coastal band, and others are scampering trying to decide, do we let it rain and hopefully it'll dry up enough to get back in those fields prior to that April 15th deadline, or do we put it in now and hope for the best? Hope that those rains do not crust over the soil and that the crop can emerge properly. All in all, rain is desperately needed throughout the state of Texas. Coastal Bend, no exception. Cattle producers here in this area, certainly needing a rain to bring on that grass growth, as The conditions are warm enough, but the soil moisture has been lacking to stimulate good growth in hay and grazing land across the area. All in all, we hope those rains will turn things around and that we will have a very productive crop season and a great year for livestock producers here in the Coastal Bend. Reporting from the Coastal Bend area, this has been Harvey Buring.
8: The opportunity to digitally tag deer, turkey, and red drum could be offered to additional hunters and anglers in the next year. I'm Jessica Dolmull, and I'll explain coming up on Texas Ag Today.
2: And infectious respiratory disease can occur in horses, but non-infectious respiratory disease can have a larger effect. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today.
1: We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas
2: Ag Today. Infectious respiratory disease can occur in horses, but Dr. Bob Judd says non-infectious respiratory disease likely has a more serious effect on a performance horse's career. Two non-infectious
9: diseases are exercise-induced pulmonary hemorrhage, or EIPH, and equine asthma. Dr. Laszlo Gnadi from Texas Tech, indicates in the Bermuda publication that EIPH is characterized by bleeding into the lungs during exercise. The best method of diagnosing this condition is by observing blood in the nose after exercise, blood in the trachea on endoscopic exam, or by finding a specific cell called a hemosiderophage, or frank blood, in a sample collected from the lungs. Bleeding in the lungs is due to small capillaries breaking during intense exercise, and you can see how bleeding in the lungs could decrease performance. Equine asthma is usually related to inhalation of organic dust, and the allergic reaction to the dust typically occurs when horses are stable but can also occur out in the pasture. Diagnosis of asthma is also confirmed by examining cells out of the lungs and by looking at the trachea with a scope. So if your horse is not performing well or seems to have any difficult breathing, having your veterinarian place a scope in the trachea and taking samples from the airway is a good idea. Both blood in the lungs and organic dust reaction can lead to inflammation and eventually scar tissue that is permanent. A study was recently performed in North Texas barrel racing horses that had been diagnosed with EIPH or asthma, and 44% of the horses had test results indicative of EIPH and asthma. Some barrel racing horses are treated with furosemide to decrease bleeding and this may also help with asthma to some degree. So if you have a horse that is not performing up to your expectations, call your veterinarian for a respiratory exam. I'm Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
2: The opportunity to digitally tag deer, turkey, and red drum could be offered to more hunters and anglers in the next year. Jessica Domel has the details in today's Wildlife Report.
8: More than 78,000 digital hunting and fishing licenses have been sold this season during the first year of the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department's digital tagging program. And now, due to the program's success, the department is considering offering digital tagging of mule and white deer, turkey and red drum to additional anglers and hunters. Chris Cerny, TPWD's Business Analyst for the Wildlife Division, explained the proposal to the Parks and Wildlife Commission.
10: Based on feedback from customers and the ability for our systems to support this option, staff would like to propose creation of digital offerings for the four license and tag types shown here on your screen for next season. That would be the Youth Hunting License, the Exempt Angler Red Drum Tag, Lifetime Hunting Tags, and Lifetime Fishing Tags.
8: Cerny said there are several reasons why the department would like to give these license holders the option to tag digitally.
10: First would be for the youth hunting license. Staff did receive feedback from a number of customers who had gone out to purchase their digital super combo for themselves and their spouse, and then went on to purchase the license for their children, only to find there was no digital option for that youth license. And so they wound up having to carry a paper license, even though the family wanted to go fully digital. So we certainly want to provide those folks with the option or the opportunity to go completely digital if they choose. The exempt angler red drum tag has similar reasoning. There are customers who otherwise don't need to carry a fishing license who would still have to go purchase a red drum tag to harvest that oversized bull red. And then finally, we want to add those lifetime tag options to round out all of the offerings for the lifetime license types, especially given the low volume that's expected.
8: The proposal will be published in the Texas Register and then a public comment period will open. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel.
2: The agricultural markets were closed on Friday for the Good Friday holidays, so we'll take a quick look back at how the trading week wrapped up on Thursday. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today.
1: We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today.
2: All of our agricultural markets closed on Friday for the Good Friday holiday, so we'll jump back and look at Thursday's trade. The cattle market has been on fire over the past week. In fact, we've set some records in some areas of the country in the cash market. We'll get to that in just a bit. First, let's start with the futures trade. Wrapping up sharply higher on Thursday with April live cattle up 267, 171.07, June up 280, 163.10, while August live cattle are up 232, 162.30. Feeders taking an even bigger jump. April feeder cattle up 280, $200.62, the May up 330 at 205.40, with August feeder cattle up 337, 222.60. Now, we mentioned that record high cash trade. We haven't quite hit the records here in the South, Texas and Kansas, but they have hit records up north. First, Southern prices this week. Live sales at 170. That's four bucks higher compared to the previous week. Live sales in the North have reached as high as 177. Now, when you look at the dressed sales, that's where you see the records. Both Nebraska and Iowa selling dressed cattle as high as 278 this week. That is an all-time record high. Boxed beef prices were mixed Thursday. Choice up a dollar dollars eighty-nine sixty-five. Select down $1.53 at fifty-three at two seventy-six sixty-three. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. When you hear the auctioneer sound off, it's time to hit the lamb passes to Lamb
11: Passes Catalog Chain and talk to Andy Baumeister. Andy, how did this Wednesday sale go? Ended up with a little over 300 today, 323, I guess. I quoted our feeder steers five to seven higher. The stalkers, I quoted them steady to maybe three lower due to quality. The cows steady to four lower on those. Bulls steady to two lower. Did have a couple little sets of wean calves today. And the guys kind of to put together some groups of four and five weights cattle. We had a few six weight cattle today. Not many three weight cattle today, which was surprising compared to the last couple of weeks. Four hundred eighty-five pound black steers, two forty-one. Four hundred ninety-one pound black steers, two thirty-eight. Another set wean steers, six hundred fifty-four pounds black steers, two thirteen. Seven hundred twelve pound black steers at a dollar ninety-three. Four hundred seventy-five pound black heifers at two oh six. Five hundred fifteen pound black heifers at 204. 204. 5- 545-pound black heifers at $198, 615 pounds black heifers at $192, 634 pounds black heifers at $1.82. I-, I was tickled with how it was today. Well, tell everybody how to get a hold of you for next week's sale. You bet. We do have some cattle maybe lined up for next week out on the south, so should have maybe a pretty good run again. Uh, watch us on the Facebook there. We do have a cow special coming up that first week of May. Got some special consignments coming. Keep an eye out for those. Lampasses My cell phone, 512. 902 Andy Baumeister, Lamb Passes Cattle Auction, thank you. You good folks on the Texas
2: Farm Bureau Radio Network listening on Texas Ag Today, thank you also. Good day to you. Back over to the futures market now. we're lean hogs finished higher on Thursday. April up 75 cents, 74.15. May hogs up 90 cents at 82.20. Class 3 milk was mixed. The nearby April contract up 7, 18, 74, weight. With May milk down 11 cents, 17.95 dollars Big jump in the cotton market heading into the holiday weekend. A lower U.S. dollar and a higher Dow Jones helped to boost prices. Also, a lot of traders just squaring up positions as we head into the long weekend. Cotton really benefited from that with May up 213 points, 83.20. July cotton up 218 at 83.47. New crop December cotton up 162 points to close at 83.24 cents. The corn market dropped lower heading into the weekend on a good-looking weather forecast for the Corn Belt. The weather forecast featuring a warmer and drier trend that should allow a lot of corn to get planted as they start rolling the planters up there in the Midwest. May corn down nine and a quarter on that news at 643.5. July corn down seven and three quarters, 619 and three quarters while new crop September corn was down a nickel five sixty four and a quarter. Wheat market was mixed, heart wheat slightly higher, soft wheat lower. July Kansas City wheat up three cents, 846 a bushel. July Chicago wheat down six and three quarters at 688. And the energy markets May natural gas down 13 cents at 202. May West Texas crude down 8 at 80.53 a barrel. The financial markets slightly higher Thursday afternoon. The Dow up two points at 33,485. The NASDAQ up 91, 12,087, with the S&P up 14 at 4,105. That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. I'm Kerry Martin. Hope to see you back here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the U.S. of A.,